Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Welcome to the program, and I'm Tony Richards, and you, well, you know who you are, and I'm going to focus today on the principles of execution. I'm going to forward this idea about what you need to do to execute effectively. How many of you know that strategy is absolutely worthless if you don't have execution? So we're going to talk about it, and we're going to get that ball rolling right after I tell you that today's program is brought to you by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Stand by. We're going to start the subject of execution coming up here on Better Than Before. Proud to be part of the C-Suite Radio Network. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. This is your host, Coach Tony Richards. And I think I've told you in the past that My practice is almost 20 years old now. We're getting in there probably about another year to go, maybe 19 years ago or something like that. When I started my coaching and consulting practice and back then I made a lot of money and I did a lot of client engagements on strategic planning. And I still do that with my clients today, but we use a little bit different format than I used back then. 
And we can talk about that in another program. But one of the things that I noticed that was very much missing in the whole strategic planning process was execution. Execution is going to be the topic because I think it's so incredibly important to you in your life and in your business to not only have big ideas, not only have good strategy, but also have a framework to execute those big ideas and those strategies, because really without execution, your strategy is pretty much worthless to you and to your company. So we're going to begin talking about execution this week, which is all about hitting and exceeding your targets. Those can be revenue. Those can be profit. Those can be initiatives around goals. And so I want to share a key question with you that I like to ask my clients about execution. And the question goes like this, are all the processes in your company running smoothly and without drama? And are they driving industry leading profitability? Now, if they are great, and if not, let's ask ourselves, why not? So just ask yourself, are all the processes in your company running smoothly and without drama? Now there's a hang up right there. Because a lot of time in execution becomes a lot of drama around it. And are they driving industry-leading profitability? In other words, are you making as much money as the person who is leading your industry? Are you right up there with them? And execution is all about profit, right? Strategy drives the top line in your financials. And execution drives the bottom line. You can look at the bottom line in your company on your financials, and you can get a pretty good picture of whether or not you're executing correctly or not based on how that number looks. We're going to talk about the first component of any execution plan, which is your priorities. And one of the key statements that I always like to present to my clients is, does your organization have annual, quarterly, and personal priorities that are visible, measured, and activated in a 13-week period? First thing is that the executive team, the leadership team, whatever you want to call the key management group that oversees your organization, needs to have an annual meeting that we call the strategic discussion. And that that meeting, through a lot of discussion and reviewing of the previous year and a lot of other framework that we put in place, we're going to determine what the single most important metric, the measurement piece, to drive the organizational success is going to be. And that organizational metric is going to vary from business and industry to business and industry. Another thing we want to know is the executive team and the key management group has to meet annually and also quarterly to set the three to five priorities that drive the critical metric, the culture, and the cash and profit of the business. So not only a business metric that kind of measures how the business is doing, but also a cultural component that is most important that we know that we're keeping the culture alive and we're keeping the culture going and also to make sure that the business is making money. Let's say that you're going to go on a trip before you set out on this highway journey. We went out and we just took really thick black paint 
and we just covered the windshield with black paint. And then you then had to get in and you had to drive on your journey in your automobile only using the side windows and the rear view mirror. What kind of journey would you have? What words would you use to describe that experience? How about the other way around? What if you only could drive without a rear view mirror and you could only look out the front? You couldn't look out the sides or look out the back. You need as much visibility as possible, right? And so as you can kind of tell from the story I was telling there, that some of the most important information for avoiding peril and successfully navigating difficult terrain is what you're able to see. And especially before you get on top of it and metrics can help you do that. They can help you look ahead. And when you drive at night in your car, and I've used this story for years, can you see all around the car and all around the sides of the road and off in fields and everywhere else at night? No, you can only see what the headlights will show you right in front of you. And they've got to shine out farther the faster you're going, the more advanced information you need, right? As far as you can see out in front of the car. So you need visibility and metrics have to be in your priorities in order to keep you visible and you can see where you're going. And so that's what metrics are supposed to do. We're up to the third critical element, which is rhythm. So we covered priorities. You need to have a handful of priorities to make sure you and your team know what's important for execution in this 13-week period every single quarter. You need to have metrics and key performance indicators to measure those priorities, to know where you are as far as executing them. Just like you have mile markers on the side of the interstate that count up or count down to where you're going, you need to have mile markers on the side of your journey so you kind of know where you are in the journey. So we need priorities, we need data and metrics, and we need today's subject, rhythm. What's rhythm, you might say? Well, rhythm is a clear and repetitive set of communications that ensure that status, data, and relationships flow in and out throughout your organization. To make more than just a lot of noise in your business, you got to have rhythm. And the faster you want to grow your organization and scale it, the faster you have to pulse. And at the heart of executive team performance is a rhythm of tightly run daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual huddles and meetings, all of which happen as scheduled without fail and with specific agendas for each one. Now, with these meetings, in this rhythm I'm talking about, you'll have opportunities to focus your executives and your direct reports and their staffs on what's important. You'll also solve problems more quickly. You'll solve problems faster, easier, and you'll achieve better alignment around strategic decisions, and you're going to communicate a whole lot better. I used to think having a meeting every single day with a team would be it would be a little overkill, right? But after several years of actually seeing them work with clients and also putting them in place in a company that I ran 
some years ago, I've really found that this daily execution huddle is hard to beat. It's hands down one of the most impactful meetings that you can have in your company. And if you're a sports fan at all, can you imagine having just some guys run out on the basketball court and play the game? Everybody just kind of rolls in and goes out on the court without a huddle. But no, they all huddle together. And sometimes after every play, if there's a dead ball, they'll huddle up real quick just to get in sync about what they're about to do and what everybody's job is and what they're expecting out of each other and what kind of defense they're playing or maybe what kind of offense they're going to run. And for companies, a short daily huddle is pretty critical because what it does is it weaves together execution of your weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual meetings. And the intent behind the daily huddle is to take a pulse, to make sure you're on track and have what you need to be effective. These meetings also create psychological safety, which is really important in culture because you feel tighter as a team and you feel like you're emotionally connected to each other. And you also feel like you're informed, you know, what's going on and what you're trying to accomplish. And we all like to be part of a tribe we trust. And so the cross communication that happens across all the different channels comes together in these daily huddles. Now we're going to expand that out to seven days worth and talk about the weekly leadership meeting and the weekly meeting can really be a despised, boring, boring event. And honestly, that's why most CEOs division and department leaders do not have them weekly, but push them to monthly. And who can really blame them? I mean, because for the most part, it's just the executive sitting in a meeting doing reports, making it mundane and a meeting in which it's difficult to focus. And you can talk about that, whether it's at the executive level, the division level, the department level, whatever. It's just, well, can I be totally honest with you? It's that managers and leaders get distracted and get a little bit lazy, lazy. And so most of the members of the meeting have their computers open because they're catching up on emails. They're looking at calendars. They're checking things on the Internet. So all of these things I'm talking about in these important meetings are pushed to a monthly status. But the most important reason they're boring is because the most important conversations are probably not being had. In other words, it can't just be a report in. Well, here's what's going on with me. Here's what's going on in my department. And it's this long overview of things that could just really be in an email. And so these monthly fall asleep in your chair meetings are mainly here are the issues, challenges, and events we're going to be facing, and here's what we're going to do about them. Here's this, and here's that. So if these meetings are done correctly, the weekly leadership team meeting is where the real momentum, the real conversations about very important items we need to be working on and where we can really get some traction because it can motivate, energize, and help your team stay in alignment. It can help them stay focused on what really matters most to you to them, and to the organization. The primary purpose and structure of the weekly leadership meeting is to refocus, recalibrate, to make sure you're hitting the goals that you set at the quarterly meetings for your 13-week sprint. 
So let me just walk through some pieces of my framework on how to make these weekly leadership meetings executable and improved, and maybe even, if you do them right, enjoyable for everyone that's in the meeting. Some companies don't even have quarterly planning sessions. They just have meetings. But in the client work that I do, I try to get my clients to talk about these things quarterly. And sometimes there's a gap between those quarterly planning sessions and the weekly meetings. So let's talk about a specific structure for the monthly leadership meeting that you can use for your division, your department, your area of accountability. It's a half day to a full day opportunity to do a deeper dive into important tactical or strategic discussions that you don't get into in your weekly meeting or in overloaded quarterly meetings. Now, the challenge for you, as always is, as we always talk about with meetings in execution, sometimes it's not the actual execution that's the challenge. It's starting and enhancing the monthly meeting with your people, keeping it running on time, keeping people engaged, keeping the quality up, make sure people in the meeting on a high note, make sure people look forward to the meetings, they don't dread them. And so that takes a little bit of engineering work and diligence on your part to make sure that that's always happening. What's the quarterly agenda look like? Well, first of all, it's usually two days long. So this is our first meeting that's going to take more than a day. It usually takes two days. And the first day I'll cover in this segment. And then in the last segment of the show today, I'll cover day two. But in the first day, you want to go over the last 12 or 13 weeks. You want to go over the last quarter or the last 90 days. And you want to cover all the financials that are relevant, all the goals that we set, where we are in the year. Just generally get an update. We want to go over talent. How did team members perform? What needs adjusting? Who may be left? Who maybe is coming? How is our recruiting going? Overall, we're covering the last several weeks of the talent part of the company, how we're going to strengthen our team and make our team better. We're going to cover culture in day one. How are things going? Are they going well, or do we have a lot of issues in the culture? What's causing that? We might go over a pulse survey that was done over the last several weeks, going a couple of layers deep to see what's going on and how people are thinking and feeling currently. We're going to review the core values. These core values have to continually be promoted and thought about and engineered. And you got to keep breathing life into your core values because they are the foundation of your culture and how you're doing the core values now and how you can do them better. Remember, core values need to be behavioral. They need to be able to be exhibited and demonstrated. And we always need to be thinking about how we're doing them, how we're presenting them. How could we do them better? How could we present them better? And what actions can you take for more people to live and understand those values, our mission? And if we have a big, hairy, audacious goal, how can we get that across better? And then also we want to review, test, and talk about our strategy for the year. How's that performing in the context of the last 90 days? Have we been able to launch the initiatives that we said we were going to launch? How are those going so far? Was it a good launch, a bad launch? 
what's the status? How are we going to evolve? We might talk about how the flywheel is going. Maybe we construct a flywheel. Whatever concepts or frameworks that we're using, we're going to use those and review those over the last 12 to 13 weeks. And so that is the overall just concept of day one. Day one is a post-mortem on the previous 90 days of our performance. And are we doing the things we say we're going to do? And are we doing them well? What needs to change? What needs to happen? And so that's all on day number one, which is a review of the last 90 days. Day two is all about the next 12 or 13 weeks or the next coming quarter. And so everyone always discusses the issues. Now, this is why we have two days. Everyone always has clearer thinking on the issues we're facing based on day one. So after we've had a lot of review and discussion on day one, everyone's gone out. They've socially mixed. We've had a nice dinner together. Maybe we did a nice team exercise with leadership teams. My CEO clients have done escape rooms with them. They've done bowling. They've done murder mystery dinners. They've done a lot of special cool things on the evening of day one. Then we come back on day two. And on day two, everyone's always more engaged and more proactive in the discussions. So the first thing we want to do on day two is we want to debate and resolve any big issues that we identified in day one. There might be a new policy on the table. There might be an acquisition we want to make. There might be a strategic partnership or a customer issue. And so at the end of day one, we may have designated someone who it's in their department and it's relevant. They might do a 10-minute presentation on an issue. And then we might have a discussion to get to the best ideas on it. And then we will go through our alignment process and make a decision on how we're going to handle that then. And we're going to get it going in the next 90 days. Another thing we might do is some training. We might do some new skills learning. We might have asked everybody to read a book or study something, or we would have given them some assignment to bring that would be relevant for that particular quarter or that particular strategy or whatever they need to do to win this year, something helpful. And we might have a discussion around that and how we can apply it in the organization. Then pretty much the second half of day two is all about the next 90 days execution. We're going to identify and align priorities. We're going to talk about goals. We're going to have three to five really strong initiatives that we're going to talk about, three to five strong priorities for each of the leaders, the departments. And we're going to talk through those and discuss those so everybody knows what the plan is for the next 90 days. Stand by. I will have more for you next on our show, Better Than Before, on the C-Suite Radio Network. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. 
Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. This is Master Coach Tony Richards, and I've got five big quotes to help inspire the rest of your week this week. Are you ready? Here we go. Number one, in evaluating people, I price ego. It often translates into a fierce desire to do their best and an inner confidence that stands them in good stead when things get really rough. All the great performers I've ever coached had ego to spare. Coach Bill Walsh of the San Francisco 49ers. Number two, results come from what you're made of on the inside, not what you show on the outside. Tim S. Grover. Number three, there are no big things, only a logical accumulation of little things done at a very high standard of performance. Coach John Wooden of UCLA. Number four, if you're afraid to coach your best player, then you're not coaching anybody. John Calipari of the Kentucky Wildcats. And number five, players should want coaches to be hard on them. One way to tell a great player is how they react to being pushed. Steve Nash, former NBA player. Well, that's our show today. Better Than Before is brought to you by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards Four. you can come join our free Facebook page, Tony Richards, speaker, author, coach. All you have to do is push the like button and you're in special. Thanks as always to our producer, Tessa Hall. And until we visit again next week here on better than before on the C-suite radio network, I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you that everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.